Voice the Podcast Coach for February 18th, 2022. Let's get ready to podcast. There it is. That's rock and music. That means it's Saturday morning. It's time for Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast questions answered live. I'm Dave Jackson from the school of podcasting.com. Jim Collison is out on special assignment, saving the world. Uh, so joining me, it's it's uh, buy one, Dave, get the second one free. It's the one and only from bigpodcast.com. Uh, David Hooper, how are you, buddy? From the closet in Nashville. Yeah, man. Good to see you again. I was just thinking about this, Dave. The first time you and I did something together, you were on the radio show with me in Nashville. And I'm using the exact same clipboard. And nice. that was probably 20 years ago. <laughs> it was a, a while lot of ago. stickers have accumulated since then. I saw a um, a clip of Brother Love, in, at, you know, at Lightning One Hundred. Anyway, he was the, there. Yeah, morning, yeah, he was there to do the morning show, and he so he was in the Lightning One Hundred building. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure I've been in that room. So it was kind of fun to uh, watch. But you yeah. know, speaking of, I had a little controversy on the uh, the podcasting Twitter sphere. Oh. I had, had linked to Brother Love. I said people don't even know who this guy is, and that people is got people wild. they felt insulted. They said, "What? Well, what? You you, th you think you're better because we we should know who this guy is?" I was like, "No, I'm just making the comment." That That's it. He was he was a really big deal for music and podcasting. Oh, and safe music, huge man. Put on a concert at uh, the very first podcast portable media expo thing, whatever it was. And right. uh, the one thing that made me though was very thirsty. We have to do a little bit of business before we kick into the questions here, Dave. And uh, because normally, um, here I will I will pretend to to pour some Pepsi. There we go. Uh, and because the coffee pour normally by uh, Jim Cullison is brought to you by our good friend Mark over at podcastbranding.co. Uh, Dave knows they see you before they hear you. And if you need any kind of PDF, if you need a full website, if you need artwork for your podcast, I mean, ask the podcast coach, school of podcasting, podcast rodeo show. They've all been done by Mark, who not only is a great uh, artist and an award-winning artist, I should say, he's also a podcaster. So you don't have to explain to him the whole like, hey, it's kind of like a radio show kind of thing. And so he's going to sit down with you one-on-one -on -one to really understand what kind of brand you're trying to put out there. You're not going to get that from somebody on Fiverr. I'm just here to say. And in the end, you end up with a piece of artwork or a website or a PDF or whatever you need that you don't have to go, oh, can you do it again? Oh, can you do it again? Oh, can you do it again? 27 times later, they're like, no, nah, that's not going to work. You know, Mark will work with you. Yeah, he'll do revisions. But every time I've used him, we didn't need any because he got it right the first time. So if you want some good artwork, check out Mark over at podcastbranding.co. One more. And last but not least, uh, the one and only Dan over at Based on a True Story podcast. Dot com. If you're ever watching any kind of movie, I noticed he had one on Lincoln over there. And uh, Lincoln's an interesting movie because that was a guy that kind of hired his enemies to be in his cabinet. And if you ever want to go like, did that really happen? Well, you just go over to based on a true story podcast dot com and find out because Dan does that. He's like, huh? So every time and I will say he's done a great job with his branding because every time there is a uh, some sort of movie that I go to. And the screen goes black. And in white letters, it says, based on a true story. I'm like, this is one for Dan, man. So check it out, based on a true story podcast.com. And I've, I always forget to start. We are now on uh, Twitter spaces. I always forget to uh, to hit that uh, go button. Well, that's interesting. Is that the theme? That was the hold music. 
It says music. It says Mike is off. Mike is on. But I don't want to listen to hold music. That's the joy of live. This is like real radio, man. This is what I love about Ask the Podcast Coach because <laughs> just on the fly, baby. Every Friday I do lunch with Dave. I always do group coaching for the School of Podcasting. So when Dr. Brad heard you were coming on, he said, oh, be sure to ask him this. I think almost everybody who advocates has some form of, you know, start with your why and know your audience. That's mostly a given. I'm kind of talking about the nuts and bolts <laughs> of, uh, you know, how you start strong. And I'm not even talking so much about the technical RSS, that kind of stuff. Yeah. I'm talking about the marketing piece to, to start, start strong. So I guess he's talking the marketing piece because the other thing is don't overlook the know your audience and know why you're doing that. Like I know he's, he, he does that, but I see a lot of people like, yeah, yeah, I know. I know I, the why and the who got it. I'm like, well, okay. Have you done that yet? So I think he's specifically right. asking about the marketing. And I was uh, like, well, of, of a podcast in general is the question of a podcast in general and podcast, especially okay. his, his kind of buzz phrase was, I want to start strong. And then he said, but not the nuts and bolts. I think he's talking marketing. And I was like, I will throw this at Dave tomorrow. So, so do you want to jump in? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. You know, some people think that there's a retirement plan and the retirement plan is winning the lotto. <laughs> that, that is a retirement plan, but the chances of it actually happening like that, probably not going to happen. We all think that there's going to be one thing getting on Oprah, whatever the equivalent of that is now. Right. But it's just not that way for most people. And it's funny, I, I had a conversation with a music business friend of mine. We were talking about a big publishing deal. And he said something that you'll appreciate this, Dave, and I think everybody who's been in business for a long time, he said, there's always more to the story. Mm. And we say this when it comes to, and I've got a background in music. This is, if you don't know me, this is a lot of, <laughs> probably a lot of music references today, yeah. not just brother love. But we talk about every overnight sensation takes seven years. You just don't know about it. So it might seem like somebody's doing something and had instant success, but usually that's not the case. Usually there are a lot of failures. I know you had talked about, we might talk about conferences yeah. today, podcasting conferences. And once we get past this, maybe we'll get into that. But you know, I was running a conference 20 years ago and still doing it. It's not like you just come out of the womb and you know how to fill seats. It doesn't happen like that. You have to have Sometimes it's not even a conference. Sometimes it's two or three people show up. You got, yeah. you know, that's really embarrassing. That's worse than zero. Um, but yeah, I can, I can dive in. I, I wrote down some stuff. There. I got a method in my book called Scrape. Yeah. If you want to talk about it. And it's, <laughs> I didn't know you were going to say, well, yeah, we all know start with why. We don't all know start. And this isn't start with why. Mm. But if you think about this, let's take it back to Oprah. Dave, you or I could go on Oprah, assuming she was still around. Right. And the truth is, is that it would be probably more beneficial, and this is what podcasting is in general, is for us to go to a niche audience with half the audience or a tenth of the audience than Oprah with a bunch of Midwestern housewives and everybody and his brother are watching that have no idea about podcasting and why it's important. We, we're not trying to sell them. We're trying to get people on. And a lot of times getting people on are the people who are already convinced or already listening to podcasts. I That's one of the reasons why people say guest on a podcast. So that would be probably number one as far as launching on the podcast. Go to other podcasters and say, can it be a guest? Can we do some kind of swap? Can well, we go ahead, Dave? Well, Ariel, listen, see, because on Twitter, she goes by Mr. Blatt. Yeah, because nobody can say her last name. But yeah, Ari well, yeah, I just did. But yeah, okay. there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but she launched yeah, Ariel Mr. Blatt. 
Thank you. She launched a new podcast called the Podcast Trailer Park Podcast. And it's a podcast that plays trailers, and then they talk about the trailer. And so I know she reached out to James Cridlin. She reached out to me. She reached out to a bunch of podcasts about podcasting and said, hey, and I've known her. I've, you know, I've met her at conferences and stuff. She's like, if you don't mind, you know, if you feel like it, here's a trailer. And I said, not only will I play your trailer, I said, I did a podcast about podcast trailers, and I did about, I don't know, 15 episodes and was like, this is not for me because it was too hard to find trailers. And I right. said, I'll, I'll redirect my feed because I'm not doing that show anymore. And she's like, that would be awesome. And I'm like, well, enjoy your 25 listeners. But that's an example of exactly what you just said. You have to use your network, reach out to people that can help promote it. That's what Serial did. I mean, they went on This American Life and then Sarah Koenig knew like, you know, all these different reporters and she pulled on her network. Jordan Harbinger, when he got kicked off of uh, uh, the Art of Charm. You know, went to every person he interviewed and said, hey, I'm starting this new show. Could you help me promote it? And because Jordan's the kind of guy that's always, you know, Jordan's the guy that on, he was the first guy to wish me happy birthday on my birthday this year. And I was like, and that's just the kind of guy he is, but he really works his network. And so exactly kind of what you're talking about. If you're going to start big, find other podcasters that are in your niche and see if they can, you know, if you can get on as an interview or something like that. Well, you just hit upon it because it's got to be the very specific podcast. It's not podcast in general. So, for example, I've been listening to some CBC podcasts out of Canada. Mm -hmm. And they're that gritty kind of stuff. It's like when you've got a hooker and she's doing heroin <laughs> and then she kills somebody. And then some, you know, and it, it's like super gritty stuff. And then they'll have a commercial for something that's equally as gritty. Like every day, five million pounds of junk <laughs> right. is being dumped into the ocean. It's like, oh God, I got to get that. And then they they take you on this path of of similar podcasts because they know if you like this, you're probably going to like this. It's not unlike Netflix or Amazon or even iTunes or Apple Podcasts. It's what they call it now. Yeah. So I, I think that's what it is. It can't just be just oh, I've got audio and I speak into a microphone because that's a completely different thing you know, like what we're doing here compared to the grittiness of hookers and heroin and, and toxic fish. Yeah. So it, it really, you know, launching strong would be a, you know, going back to Mark, having a, a, a decent logo, having something that you can put out there for people. So if you are going to promote on social, cause that's the other one, everybody goes, well, yeah, social. Okay. And I'm like, okay, but are you doing well? So, so here's the thing. Cause, cause when you're launching, when you go back to the launch, think about this is you're doing all that work and you've got this one opportunity for somebody to come see you. And let's take it back to another band analogy. When I was doing yeah. radio promotion, which is kind of how I got into podcasting. If we would have a regional hit, let's say it's band XYZ and we hit the Southeast with it. And then the thing goes national. We can't go back to the Southeast and say, hey, you guys want to play that single now? It's big all over the country. They're like, we had it six months ago. We're not going to, it's old to us. Right. And if, if people are already tired of it or they've already tried you and you don't have it together, there's a lot of controversy in my book. One of the most, I didn't mean it to be controversial, but I said, you need to launch with 25 episodes. And people are like, by God, yeah. I do one a week. It's going to take me forever. <laughs> okay. It's going to take you 25 weeks, but just, I mean, figure yourself out before you start bringing people in and then get them into the system where, because if I go to your podcast, Dave, and you've got 25 episodes and it's a podcast about podcasting, I say, okay, I want to know about RSS feeds. I want to know about marketing. I want to know about how to interview people. I want to, I, I get into the system of listening to you, listen to you every day on the way to work, let's say, or whatever. 
And then your my pattern every week as you release a new episode. So I, I think there's little things to do, but a lot of it is planning. We can go deeper in that scrape method if you want. Yeah, that, let's do that. Might help him. Yeah, but it's it, it's not the magic bullet. This is all in preference to say that uh, if you just do these four things, no, I mean everybody yeah. wants the easy answer, but the reality is, and, and this is what I would say. I actually wrote this down when you said that this might be a topic. I said, before you start, one, what does it mean for your podcast to be successful? Bingo. I, I think you've got to be clear on that because how do you know that you're doing well? Everybody wants to play the numbers game yeah. and say uh, downloads or likes or whatever that is. But is, is it that or is it impact? Well, because that's it. You just want numbers. Like we can go buy numbers all day long. There's guys on SoundCloud for $5. I can have 10,000 listens. Yeah. And if you go on LinkedIn, yeah, if you go on LinkedIn, you will have at least, and I'm not making this up, at least five, somewhere between five and 10 people who are you on Apple Podcasts? I will promote your show, blah, blah, blah. And don't do that, by the way. Yeah, pr promote it on reality records. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's ridiculous. And then yeah. the fun part is I haven't heard this happen in a while, but it's happened where you'll pay somebody to promote your show on Apple Podcasts. And you're like, hey, great. I've got, you know, X amount of download. That's good. Thank you so much. And they go, no, no, you're going to keep paying us. And you're like, no, no, that's, I I'll take it from here. And then they go, well, if you don't pay us, uh, Ooh. We'll, yeah, we'll have that's a gritty CBC podcast, Dave. Yeah. We need to go into the that's underworld it. of podcast. I love it. Did you stop paying your podcast promoter? <laughs> and now they're going to give you negative reviews. <laughs> really? Exactly. Yeah. So, next thing you're being blackmailed, man. I like yeah. it. I mean, if there was an easy way to get to the top, uh, don't you think somebody would have figured it out by now? I mean, that's, I had a high school teacher say that once. So anyway, back to the scrape. Well, yeah, know. yeah, that's, that's, I think that's the thing. It's like, if there was a way to go viral or if there was a way to have a hit song, there was this rumor going around. This is a podcast rumor. People are talking about Spotify saying, you know, Spotify is not paying people. They're actually just writing their own songs. They own the copyright and they've got their own hits and they're directing you to those hits. I was like, no, they're not. Yeah. No, it's, if it were easy to write a hit song, we would all be doing it. It's and people want a specific recording. They don't want to re-record. Don't you hate it when you go and you buy like a record and it's like, let's say it's Jefferson Starship or something. <laughs> it's not Grace Slick. It's just some lady who sounds like Grace Slick. It's, right. <laughs> Maybe kind of on a good day with the wind blowing right. Um, the other thing I would say to this, if you're starting a podcast though, I would ask yourself, I would say, are you willing to do this for three to five years? Speaking of the, the overnight oh now sensation. that's crazy talk nobody likes that i mean well, you're a book author right what did you think about when you wrote a book did you look at yourself and say like hey can i talk about this for not just writing the book but for six months or a year afterwards you've got to do it well all well, that and everybody thinks like writing the book is the hard part no uh, getting it's a hard part it, it is a hard part absolutely <laughs> yeah. But getting people to read the book is the part oh, where you're like, oh, holy cow. Yeah. So. Easy to get it in the stores, hard to get it out of the stores. Yeah. And, and, and that is true for podcasting. I can go and, and distribute a podcast all around the world with all the, I mean, pretty much with a click with the directories within 24 hours. But yeah. I have, a, I mean, people who care. I have like a mashup clip of a bunch of different interviews uh, of people saying it took me about three years. Oh, we really started making money after about three years. I'm like, nobody wants to hear that answer. We want to hear six weeks. And I'm like, it's kind of true uh, though. It's three well, years. Well, we we Maybe sell the two. dream. <laughs> and, and you wouldn't really see it with this podcast because this is live. But if, if you were to go listen to School of Podcasting, your podcast or my podcast, Build a Big Podcast, people say, oh, you're so smooth on the mic. 
yeah, I, I chopped out 45% of the ramblings that I had. <laughs> That's it. And it was also 20 years in. That's, if you listen to your, do you listen to your old tapes ever? Oh, it's weird because A, my voice got deeper. Yeah. I, I mean, I like, hey, welcome to the School of Podcasting. Well, you were 12 <laughs> when you started, Dave, so in fairness. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, that. And the very first one, I was all about, you don't have to, you're just being real. So if you want to say, um, you can say, um, right. watch. Um, see, I just said that. And I was like, oh, this is horrible. Right. <laughs> it's so. tough. I think that it's, I think it just takes time and people think because we see in, in any kind of entertainment, it looks like it's easy. Like everybody wants to criticize Rihanna's Super Bowl show. Because why? Because they're idiots, because they've never done it, because she makes it look easy. Yeah. I'm like the whole time I'm like, okay, I know she's got a safety strap. But, well, hell yeah, she she's pregnant for God's sake. The, my I mean, whole you, thing, I'm like, I wouldn't, yeah, <laughs> I, I would have my feet on the ground. I'd be in a chair if I was pregnant. Well, pe people make it look easy, and I think that's the the attitude that we've got with the internet is it's given everybody a voice, which I think is great. I think we need voices out there, but unfortunately, it's you know all the dumbasses that were yelling at their TV. Yeah, well, that I, is now public. Yeah, I, and, I'm it, I'm convinced that I'm trying to think of something, you know. I, I don't like up with people. I'll put it that way. Oh, so hooray what, for everything. I call that. Yeah. Yeah. So if there's yeah. any kind of uh, anything that's that's safe enough to put on TV, I'm probably going to hate. And my point is, it doesn't matter what you do. You're going to offend somebody. You just are. That's oh, yeah. it. You know, recreational yeah. out outrage is the new national pastime. Oh, so it awesome. is what it is. So so let's go get into scrape. So scrape yeah. is is. Uh, what what is it th the thing when you take the it's, it's a um, you take the first letter of each yeah it's an acronym Ac thank you there we go yes I should have written that uh, so uh, I'll give it to you and we'll go through each of these because there's six of them here but it's segment combination related antithesis problem and experience and segment would be the first thing that I would look at I would say that do you have an audience in mind mm -hmm. and how can you segment the audience so that the group you choose feels like you have something especially for them. And it's interesting, even you mentioned, you said, oh, David's coming on this podcast. Let's talk about marketing or let's talk about launching. I'm not a tech guy. Don't know a thing about it. And I'll say this at the beginning of my podcast. If you want to know how to plug in a mic, this is not the podcast for you. <laughs> Thank God. I'm, yeah, I'm surprised any of this stuff works. It looks cool. But we don't need another micro, another podcast no, talking and, about the Q2U. Yeah, it's the it's the same. There's nothing I can say that hasn't already been said and been said better. So I would look at segmenting what you can do. And I don't know what his podcast is about. Do you know his new podcast? Um, he has one now about overcoming adversity, and he wants to start a new podcast. Um, he's been diagnosed with with cancer. Um, That's and, a segment. Right. Yeah, so that's going to be his kind of focus on like, okay, kind of follow his journey, I think, through treatment and such. Well, and even a specific type of cancer, like we've seen Lee yeah. with the, uh, pro the prostate cancer. Uh, colon cancer. Colon, and, colon cancer. And then uh, he, re he rebranded after about, man, eight years. But for the longest time, he was the colon cancer podcast. And then eventually he rebranded it to We Have Cancer. Because right. he said when, you know, when the patient has cancer, so does the family. But yeah, he, right. for years, he was the colon cancer well, podcast. Hey, but that's another thing too, though. That's another segment because he's exactly right. Your right. wife or your husband is going to be affected. Speaking of that, you know, Zeta Christian. 
with yeah. a couple of segments there. She's got a podcast about care uh, caregiving. Yeah, for people with dementia. dementia. Yeah, right. But specifically spouses, and she goes deep into that. Yeah. So it's not just about I have dementia or I have Alzheimer's, which oh. I'm not sure that would even work. But it's the the specifically the caregivers. Like, are yeah. you taking care of somebody? Well, and I always say, you know, we could do a who wants to be more confident podcast. Okay, who doesn't want to be more confident? But if say, what about the a confident parent? Okay, now we've cut out some people that don't have kids. Wait a minute, what about uh, how to be a more confident first time parent? Okay, now we cut out more people, but we're getting more to a niche. And if I go, wait a minute, how to be a more confident first time interracial parent? Okay, yeah. now we cut out a bunch of people, but the people that are left are like, yeah, and we need to talk about this because nobody's talking about it. Now you can niche yourself out of an audience. So if I go, wait, what about a more confident first-time interracial parent and they're left-handed? I'm like, okay, we, we've gone too far. You can do, well, <laughs> you're, you're getting into the next list. So C is what I call combination. And nice. here's what I wrote down. It said, is there a way to take what you do, run it through a different not-so-common filter? And you or I are doing this with our podcasting podcast. There's a lot of podcasts on podcasting. You've got your own take on it. I've got my own take on it. And it could be you work with a specific type of person, beginners, intermediate, advanced. Maybe I've seen people do podcasts about podcasting just for business podcast. Yeah. You could do just for fiction podcast, but it, it's a combination of what we're talking about. It's, it's scraping versus it, it, it's basically what you're saying is niching. And this yeah. is just another way for you to look at your own niche and say, like, is there something that can combine like adoption and being gay? And it's yeah. like, okay, gay adoption. Good. That's that's a very niched out thing, especially if you're in a state like I am in, in Tennessee, yeah. because your your situation is going to be a completely different one than a, a non-gay couple. Yeah. So segmentation, combination, combination. Th third is going to be related or. Okay. This is going to be good for somebody who already has a podcast. In fact, we're on the related podcast now. Ask the podcast coach. Right. You've got School of Podcasting, which you can talk about the history of that it wasn't originally school of podcasting if i'm not mistaken it's morning announcement it was the morning announcements yeah yeah so it's a podcast on podcasting and you've successfully segmented these things out related it out and combined it to make about 20 podcasts on podcasting a week dave so you're <laughs> actually the perfect person to talk about this that is true because i have a podcast about making money i have a podcast about the benefits of podcasting I have one podcast that's under 10 minutes for the person that's on the go. And then I got this, I got this one. It's live. Yeah. I, I, it's a sickness. And you can, <laughs> but you can add all of these into your podcast, which yeah. is going to make, and, and, and we're get into, it's not just like, uh, it's not necessarily where you're going to go, but, but like by going through this exercise, you're going to say, well, here's where I need to go to market myself, it's going to make it really, really clear. So example, gay parenting, you're going to start going to gay groups. Right. Or parenting, you're going to start going to parenting groups. But you're, you've got that combination. Now it's opened you up to a couple markets, which it seems like it's super niche, but it actually opens you up a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, there's a lot of ways to do that. Antithesis is A, Tim Ferriss, four-hour work week was a great example of that. You have people say, you got to hustle, hustle, hustle. He's like, no, you don't. It's four hours. That's that's all it takes. <laughs> that's the antithesis. And, and that's one of the things that I do is I'm really big on, I'm not, it's like, you're not for everybody. Fly your flag. That's and it. Give them a Tennessee salute. And we're actually trying to exclude people. <laughs> I'm not trying to bring everybody in. I'm trying to exclude people. 
and do it in a way that's in service of people to make them feel if they are a match for what I do, really a match and make them love it, not just tolerate it. Because toleration is what radio does. If you're going down street, it's like, all right, it's the buzz. And it's like, here's a song by whatever, Imagine Dragons. Yeah. Right. It, it, boring. It's boring. It's well, like, I, I want to listen to a metal uh, country and even more country. I want to listen to right wing talk radio. I want to listen to sports. I mean, we're trying to go for something just the opposite of, of everybody. That's it. And I always point to the days of you, you had Brittany, you had Christina, you had all these people, you know, and as they got older, they were still kind of doing the same thing, which was by the third song, they were singing in their underwear. And then in walked Adele who stands there with her, with her quaint little thing and just sings songs and people went nuts. And I was like, yeah, she's kind of different because she's not, you know, in her underwear by the third. Not, you, not the <laughs> okay. You see this a lot of time in the entertainment industry is that somebody will come in and they're a Disney star and either they get more comfortable with doing things. You know, my wife is a photographer. So this is an interesting parallel yeah. to this. Uh, it's not uncommon to have naked women in my house because the, models they're so comfortable with changing in front of people if they need to do an outfit change they don't even go into the bathroom they just whoo, whoo, just change right there yeah and it's like they don't they think nothing of it i've actually got a funny story a friend of mine was on a, a catamaran with cindy crawford doing the mtv shoot and she just starts stripping and all these guys are like, and she said speaking of gay people she's oh sorry guys i'm just used to being around a bunch of gay people thought nothing of it and she just <laughs> she caught herself then but you know we <laughs> Either we get so comfortable or we feel pressured to do something more extreme. And right. you you can certainly get into that. Like, where are your limits when it comes to sharing things about your family or, or, or pimping out your kids on social media? I mean, it, that's, that, that can be very dangerous, what you're talking about with, with all of a sudden you're in your underwear. Absolutely. So that's another thing I would have worked out. Like, this is success. That's why you want to know what's successful. That's it. And just to, to piggyback on what you're talking about, Dave, I had a good week at the school of podcasting, had a few people sign up and that's when I don't even look at my downloads. That's how I gauge my success. Did people join my membership site? I don't either. Yeah. So that can be problematic, I think, because it's measurement eliminates arguments. So yeah. how, how do you look at success? Yeah. But I'm the same way. I think it comes from that creative background. I don't know about downloads. I don't know about numbers of, of uh, subscribers. I'm just like, eh, I'm just going to uh, do it. Yeah. So, so, so we have uh I see this is funny because it's early in the morning. So the first one was it's an S. I remember that segment segment combo yeah. um, related related. And then uh, antithesis. antithesis. Yeah. Do the anti flip it like yeah. Earl Nightingale said this. If you've speaking of great, if, you, yeah. if you're not familiar with Earl Nightingale, the first spoken word gold record ever. Yeah. Something called the strangest secret. And he said, if you want to know what to do, basically look at what everybody's doing, everybody, and do the opposite. That's antithesis. And it was a powerful Very message because people say, I don't want to be like everybody. I'm going to do the opposite. And Dave Ramsey would be one of those people. There you go. All right. So the P in scrape. The P is problem. Mm. And this is when you are in a unique situation. It could be, I, I was talking to a friend of mine. She, let's tell the story in the book, uh, a parent in Las Vegas. And there are a lot of things that you can get into trouble in, in Las Vegas, basically everything. <laughs> and that's a very unique problem. So that'd be a, a really interesting podcast for people. It's a hyper-local podcast. It's a parenting podcast. Like 
we are parents in Las Vegas and we are trying to have a positive environment for our kids. And we have a very unique situation that you're not going to find in Cleveland or in Nashville. What do we do? So that would right. be, be a problem. And you can get very specific about that using these other things. But, but basically solving a problem. People have a problem. And, and if uh, you can be the pill for that problem, a remedy for pain, That's there you it. go. Because nobody else is talking about it. There is a disease that ends in spondylitis. Mick Mars from Motley Crue. The reason he's not in Motley Crue anymore is because he physically can't. Ed Sullivan, it's something, something. Right. Spon- it's, well, it's, yeah, it's his spine. It's, uh, it's like fusing together and growing yeah. together. Or something. And so, but there's a podcast about that. Yeah. And it's always going to have a small audience, but they're not doing it to make money, but they can probably get a sponsor because I'm sure there's some sort of drug that helps with that. Well, so let's talk about that for a second because we, we can go to my show, Music Business Radio. We yeah. deal only with musicians. And if you're a CD manufacturer, or if you're somebody who just goes to musicians, you're going to come to us before you would go to somebody with right. just a general audience because we have your audience. Riverside.fm sponsors my podcast. Why? Because I've got the people who use Riverside.fm. That's it. And that, that's so don't think that there's not money to be made. I was telling these guys, so yeah, about 200 CPM. And yeah. uh, well, I'd do 300. So there's amazing, right? Because don't people are like, oh, your niche, man. That's it. Well, people are talking about 25 being good. I had yeah. my radio guy come to me. I said, man, 25 is, you know, I think we're underselling it. He goes, 25. We're getting five. I said, all right, well, we're not niching out enough, obviously, or you're not selling it. So, you right. know. Uh, CPM is an awful model for these podcasts, by the way. Do, go for a flat rate. We can dive into that if you want to. That's uh, e, e is going to be experience. Mm. What I wrote about this is so when establishing a focus for your podcast, it's important to consider what you have to offer as a host and leader. Specifically, what unique experiences do you bring to the table? For me, 25 years doing music marketing. I mean, that's I, I brought that in. I, I was hesitant about doing that at first. Then I realized all my examples were music. I decided I was going to lean into it because yeah. basically we're in the entertainment industry. Well, and, and that's what makes you you. I was worried because I saw before they did it, Elsie Escobar from Libsyn did a webinar on pod fading. And I was like, ah, oh, crap. I've got the outline of a YouTube video that I'm going to do on pod fading and how to avoid it and what causes it. And I was like, ah, oh, this is going to make it look I'm going to be a copycat of Elsie. And then I watched her webinar. She hit on one of my like five points. Right. A totally different right. slant on it. So don't, right. you know, it's like you said, lean into what, what you got. And you're, that's one of the things that makes you unique. Well, we're all saying the same thing. Yeah. You look at whatever your topic is and you look at the other five podcasters that are talking about it. It is the same thing. People are coming to you because they like you personally. You're looking at a different slant on things. I mean, how many business books are there? Parenting books, right. books on whatever. And they say things. And sometimes we need to hear them in a different way to piece those things together to pattern match. That's it. Well, uh, we mentioned Dr. Brad Miller uh, at the beginning. Um, Brad, I don't know if you heard or not, but we actually, you know. I think almost everybody. That guy. Well, look who's in the green room. All right. Uh, and so now, about. now if we have, if he has any follow-up questions. Now Brad, bring it, bring it in well, <laughs> since, since you guys were talking about me, I thought I'd jump in, even though my name is not Dave or David. I apologize <laughs> uh, for that. I thought maybe this is the all David show. <laughs> but uh, hey, uh, appreciate work from both of you guys. And just slight bit of background, uh, David, is that I've been podcasting for 11 years, been doing this one podcast for about six years, the uh, Beyond Adversity one. Then I was diagnosed with cancer and it got me compulsion to, to do this one about cancer. And then, so I thought, so I, okay, I'm going to relook at 
what's kind of best practices. So look sure. at D Dave's stuff, uh, looked at some others. Uh, 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 I'm a student of Jeff Brown and uh, looked at his stuff again. Uh, some of the people talk about go to kind of a cold start, just start cold and that kind of thing. And I, I was looking at your book here and oh, thanks, man. actually got it here. Yeah, actually, great. Actually read it. And I've been looking at the whole section you've got about uh, launching and time release guide and the 20, you talk about the 25 episodes and all that yeah. type of thing. So yours is the one of the more elaborate processes that I've come across. So I was just kind of curious about uh, the unpack that a little bit in terms sure. of, of uh, you know, if I was going to do your process, to start something new without, and my impact is I want to be able to help just a, whoever can be helped, you know, basically men of my age, I have prostate cancer. Yeah. So to, to do men, older men, I guess, who have prostate cancer. And also, I'm also interested in comedy. So I'm kind of thinking about the duality of, uh, of, <laughs> yeah. can, of cancer, yeah. cancer and comedy. I, well, that's that combo, right? Cause it's yeah, not the, the kind of things that you would normally think of together, but you got to have a, you know it better than I do. You've got to have a certain attitude to get through this and you right, do what right, you do. Right. Yeah. I love it. So it deters your process, you know, create the media list and, yeah. you know, the send out the postcards and uh, all that kind of thing. You know, the stop sign you talked about that kind of thing. And the, Oh yeah. Call. Okay. So, so to be clear about that, that's mailing. So I had a podcast called red. And yeah. if I wanted somebody to get somebody's attention, like literally sending them a physical stop sign in the mail, something that could not be ignored. Right. Well, like I'm thinking about my working title right now is Drop Dead Alive is my working title from my podcast. I'm thinking about going with cancer and comedy. Think about sending out like a, a, a temporary tattoo that says Drop Dead Alive or something like that. Something yeah. can be mailed, mailed out. But at any rate, I'm interested in you talking out, playing out a little bit that timeline. If I was going to follow your process, kind of the media thing and launch with 25, for instance, the 25 episodes, if I was going to do that, is are, am, I, am I recording all those and dropping all those all at once at, at one time? Or am I putting it out over 30 days and then promoting the podcast? I just like you to flesh it out just a little bit. Yeah, let's talk about that. Um, one thing, let, let me let me hijack this for just a little bit and go back. Yeah, you, you I, said I, I, want to, I want to reflect with you. However well, you, you, you said something that I think is super important for any podcaster. And I think that uh, I'm, I'm curious if you think that this is the way to uh, to go because this is how I would do it. Can you talk to me, sir, about like what happened when you got this diagnosis? Is it one of those things like when, um, you know, like time stands still and you're like, oh, like I thought this was important, but this other thing really is important. It's, it, do you feel like there was sort of a, a come to well, Jesus moment? Well, I'll tell you the story I put. I've already put up a website, dropdeadalive.com, and I put a short video in there with my story, just what you're saying here. Yeah. I got diagnosed right around Christmas time, uh, right around Christmas, a couple of days later, spent some time with my two granddaughters, five and two McDonald's and bowling and that kind of stuff, just some time with them. And I envisioned their faces at five and two. And then I tried to envision their faces at like 18 and 21. Uh, so I want to see them be young women is what I'm yeah. trying to get at. Yeah. So that's where I kind of with the drop dead alive. I want to live my full life and see them become mature people. And, you know, my initial prognosis was, you know, if I don't do anything about the cancer, I got three to five years. So I don't want to, I want to, my People I've been reaching out to have been people in the kind of the medical longevity field and a few people in the comedy field to build up my media list. But to answer your question, it's about that aha moment. It's okay if I don't do something about this, you know, I'm not going to see them become young women. So what that is is that's a very human element, though. It's like I think a lot of times people 
podcasters, us included. Like, I think if you were to look at what Dave did earlier, I did earlier, maybe you did early when you were doing podcasting is we have this facade. We come in with this radio voice, like, Hey yeah. everybody. And we try to be super, super polished. But and, and, this- and I'm an old radio guy too from way Oh, back. so you know it then, right? Yeah. So I've been, know- I've been radio since the seventies. I was going to say that you've got that voice. <laughs> and you seem to have that. I, I see you leaning in there. Yeah. So, <laughs> but I, I think there's a time when people get really real in their lives and say, this is important. This is not important. And we all have those moments. Maybe it's breakups, deaths, yes. whatever. And, and you're going through one now. And that's an opportunity for you to really lean in because there are other people that are going through those things and they're living in, let's call it a silent struggle. And there's yes. nobody there for them to talk to. You're that person. Mm-hmm. But you're also, when we talk about the combination, what I think that you're doing here, if you can bring a sense of humor into it, and you yes. can say, well, I still got to live, man. Right, I right, still right. got to live. And it's not, it's not all doom and gloom and, and doctor's appointments and looking at statistics and, and, you know, and going to WebMD and thinking, you know, that's all. That's, yeah, it's a whole uh, world, world of depression. It's and all crazy, kinds of, yeah. right? So, so in some way, there's that, that shock element to it. So I love what you're doing there. And I, I just want to say that I hope you'll lean into that. And I think any podcaster, if you can find that thing, if you can really lean into it and get real, that is the opportunity that we have. And that's the thing that you're not going to see on radio. They're not hiring for that. Mm-hmm. You're not going to see that on major TV or even reality television. There's nothing right. reality about it. It's edited and it's not real. So that's the opportunity that we have as podcasters. With what you're talking about, as far as a timeline, you said you've been doing it for a while and you already have these episodes out. Let me. Well, I know all I've got put up for right now is a trailer. That's it. It's a trailer. Okay. I've got an audio trailer and a video trailer on my Drop Dead Alive site. I want to put something up uh, just to have it up. I haven't. I've got a. Re, uh, I've got an interview set up next week. I plan on doing some interviews over the next. My my timeline right now is April to launch this thing. Perfect. But, yeah. Uh, I haven't done. I've only got one interview scheduled. But I plan on doing some interviews. But one question I had about the 25 episode thing, and I there's different theories about that. I know, is that do you drop them all? At, if you, if I did that, do I drop them all at once, or do I go ahead and publish them and then try to promote at some future date? Well, let's let's talk about why you would would do 25 episodes at first, and that's for you to get. Like I know you think you know the podcast that you're going to do, but anything you jump in, you jumped in before with radio or whatever. It's like right. anything you jump into, just like this journey of, of prostate cancer, for example. Yeah. It's like you right. thought it was one thing, and it turns out it's another thing. Absolutely, 20, 25 just gets you really clear on what it is that you're doing. So you're in theory, you're going to be more clear on on what you're actually promoting at 25 than one. Now, whether to drop them all at once. I mean, you can do that. I'm really kind of, I'm like, eh, you know, it, what I have done in the past is I've done those 25, I've put them out there, but I haven't really started promoting until I've gotten to 25. I see. So, okay. so you can, it can start to build an audience and you're still doing that work. I don't have a problem with putting out old and bad work. I was joking around earlier with Dave about old tapes. Listen, oh, I, yeah. My I, I, terrible. well, I, I let that happen because of, I don't want people to think like I always sounded as good as I do now on the mic. And not that I sound great, but I sounded worse then. And with you, you're in a situation where people might say, all right, Dr. Brad, you got it together now, but what about me when I was just diagnosed? What about me? Here's where I am. And you had those moments too. So if you can go through this process and start recording as you're doing it, I think there's something to be said about you recording live in the moment. I've, oh, uh, kind of a stream of consciousness, stream of feel, of thoughts, of feelings about. Well, the, just something that's not revisionary. I, I'll give you yeah. an example. I had a panic attack on stage 
this is a speaking event about two or three years ago before COVID. And the first thing that I did when I got home, it was just, it was a kind of stream of consciousness, but it's like, I'm going to talk about this right now as I'm feeling this, because what I don't want to do is go back in a week and act that it was easy or act that I wasn't scared or act like everything was together. And it's a very real raw episode. And I think you've got an opportunity to do that, especially with what you're going through. You're going to these doctor's appointments, come home, roll that tape, man. So it's not necessarily about how you launch. I think it's more about bringing out authentic content. And that's what I think that you've got. And that's going to be hard for people to compete with for one, not that you're trying to compete with people, but it's hard to be denied when I listen to you and I'm going through it. I'm like, man, this guy's like me. I just got back from the doctor's office too. I just got diagnosed too. My wife just burst into tears when I told her too. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's like real because a lot of people get out there and they think, I don't know why we have this facades, man. You know, yeah. where we're just like, and I, but I've lived my whole life with a wall around me and, and a facade. So maybe it's, it's personal. I'm talking to myself, <laughs> yeah. you know, but go ahead, Dave. Well, the, the couple things, um, I have always heard your 25 rule as that's just an exercise to kind of a, get comfortable behind the mic, B start kind of coming up with those things that are, Hey, you know, this work, I feel comfortable doing this kind of working yeah. out behind them. I don't know that it's a drop dead. You must have 25 to, to launch. I always took it as a, Hey, do some practice. But the other right. one that's, that's fun right now, Mark Marin did a comedy special. It's on HBO. And in the middle, he does a segment about his girlfriend dying. And what's interesting is he's getting interviewed a lot and everybody's okay. like, a- approaching Mark, but it was Terry gross that got him to cry. Wow. And so it's interesting kind of like, and he's just being super real. He's like, well, this happened and I had to get her phone. Uh, and I'm so glad I did because she died. And I, I'm like, Hey, I need your code to get into your phone. And she's like, I don't want to give you my code. He goes, I need your code. And yeah. luckily he was able then to, to call her parents and stuff. So it's just one of those things that it was authentic. I, I don't know. Yeah. Anytime, anytime uh, I just listened to a member of the school of podcasting. Um, and in the middle, she was a little vulnerable that this was something that, that kind of frightened her. And I was like, that's cool. You're not superwoman. You you actually have, you know, that's your kryptonite or whatever. And so I think that always, it's like Dave said, uh, yeah. just, just being authentic is, it's okay. hard to top well, that. So. Well, Brad, you, you giving your audience a safe place to do that? Because I, I don't know, I think that I'm just being super stereotypical now, but just as, as a male, right? A lot of times we feel like we're in charge and we've got to be strong. We've got other people around us, like for family and grandkids. Like, we, oh, it's going to be okay, grandkids. Oh, it's going to be okay, wife. It's going to be, you know, but it's not okay. And for, for you right. to, to create that space where somebody can listen through their headphones just by themselves and just be like, this might not work or this hurts, or I don't know what to do, and I don't have all the answers for the first time in my life. That is so huge. And if you want to talk about marketing, I I mean, I I know there's support groups and things like that. Maybe that would get shared with other support groups, or you could Mm -hmm. even go to those groups and say, look, I'm I'm, I'm prostate cancer. Am I right about this? It's one of the top cancers for men. Yeah. If you get, um, it's, and you get your sixties plus, it's like 70, 80% of men get it sometime after uh, the age of 65 or so. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I think like, there's, there's groups already and you can go and say, Hey, I'm, I'm doing this. I'm looking for guests. I'm, we're sharing, we're sharing stories, yeah. and, and you, but you're setting the space. And, and when we go back to the 25 thing, uh, again, you think, you know what you're going to get into, but you find out what works and what doesn't and what's comfortable for oh, yeah. you. And what isn't. Well, I'm willing to adjust. That's why I'm, I want to do this thing. I don't have a, uh, 
you know, I don't have the pressure of I got to make X amount of money or X amount of downloads by X amount of time. Right. I want to do this right. When I say make an impact, you know, uh, I when I say start strong is you when you started this conversation, I mean, I want to be impactful yeah. out there. I want it to even if it's just a few people, I want it to be impactful and life changing. That's called my my thing. Is all well, about. E- even by by you planting that flag and that's my big thing. It's like you you do you mm-hmm. and even by you saying that there's a lot of people, it used to be, they didn't even use the word cancer. Mm-hmm. And you, if you look at the history of it, you're like, Oh, just the, the C word or, you know, or somebody. Right, right, right. Oh, yeah. And there's yeah. so much shame that people have over medical oh, yeah. things. Well, I'm uh, a retired, I'm a retired pastor and I've kind of heard the gamut of things. Oh, you've seen it then over yeah. 40, 42 it, years of pastor. And, and Brad, where, where are you in the country? I'm in Indianapolis. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Great city. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, I mean, I mean, culturally different places have different things and, right. uh, you know, where I was, I mean, there were some things that just were not talked about. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, uh, it still happens well, in a lot of places. I love the thing you said about the combo thing. What do you think about that idea of the whole cancer and comedy? Oh, I was uh, uh, beautiful. If, yeah. If you're not going to use that as the name, I would put it in the, as a well, tagline. That's actually what I want. My working name right now is uh, drop dead alive, but I'm thinking about going with cancer and comedy. As the name of the podcast, yeah, or um, or, or something or, like or, that. Or, or can, cancer is my punchline, or cancer is funny, or I, I mean, if you really want to just go go for the jugular, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you might offend people, but but it's like, but it's your experience. Uh, I, I would definitely go there because you said drop dead alive. The first thing I was thinking was uh, die with your boots on. Well, that's kind of was my original feeling. To be honest with you, when I first yeah. uh, a few weeks ago, when I first started working on this, you know, the idea is live your life to your fullest. You know, to the very end, if you go to my video, you hear me talk about Franco Harris, who died yeah. uh, suddenly. That was my uh, favorite football player growing up. That was well, shocking. But my, my quick story on there is that the day the day be- before he died that night, he was out with uh, doing some appearances and having a great time and laughing with a bunch of people. And he obviously dropped dead having a good time. So that's yeah. my, that was my initial vibe to drop dead. Yeah. Like, live life to your fullest until you're, you're gone and sort of just pull up the covers and give it up. So I like, I like that thing too. So I went ahead and got the, the domain dropped it alive and put a site up, but I'm, I'm at a point where I can do what I, you know, I haven't really launched it so I can do what I want. I, well, I think the thing is there's the foundation and you probably realize this, that you're the only one who can do this. You're going through this and you, I, I love that you're bringing in the pastor element, not from necessarily the, the religious standpoint and you could go there if you wanted to. But when you think about, when I think of the word pastor, I think of somebody grounded, good listener, uh, yeah. you know, kind of, kind of calm. Well, I've also, I've also seen, I've seen it a number of times as well. Not yeah. everybody has even seen it. You know? yeah. yeah. I love that. My, it's funny. I see Mike, Ad- Mike Adams is a pastor. We got, we got a lot of, a lot of religion in the house today. We got how some about, prayer warriors here, guys. Uh, it's, I don't know why Dave has that glitch going on. Uh, God must be trying to tell us something, Dave. That's, that's it. It's well, that red shirt you've got on, like Rihanna. It's a- <laughs> well, some, well, something else you could do, Brad, that I've done is go listen to Lee Silverstein's uh, We Have Cancer, previously Colon Cancer. Listen to a couple other shows, because one of the ways yeah. you can figure out what you're going to do is, number one, you said, well, I want to do things that are in- impactful. So when you hear something that you're like, oh, man, that's good. Like, okay, what was he doing? And kind of, you know, do it yeah. that way. But also, one of the e- one way you can figure out what am I going to talk about is to figure out what you're not going to talk about. Yeah. And so yeah. they start doing things about, now we're going to talk about, you know, Prilosocaline and how it blah blah blah. Oh yeah, you know. So. Well, one thing I want to do, even though I'm a pastor, I do not want it to be 
heavy handed on the, you know, super, yeah. you know, faith healer type of thing or anything right. along that line. Yeah. Right. You know, I want it to be uh, real. I want it to be very real and relevant. Well, hey, I, listen, but, but, hey, I think uh, that's another conversation too, though. I know a guy going through some stuff, a very religious man, and now he's having what you would call a crisis of faith. He yes. said, well, was I wrong? Oh, yeah. Right, that's right. a super oh, real conversation. That's a big, I'm not, and I'm not afraid of those conversations. No, do you think, do it. I think and, you hear, and, hear what I'm saying. I don't want it to be skewed all one way either. No, it's a human conversation though. And I think that if, if we're honest, but that's the kind of stuff that people are listening to in headphones. Hmm. Go listen to what Zeta Christian is doing. We talked about her earlier. My spouse has dementia.com. Yep. She's also bringing in caregivers and things. This may be another opportunity for you. Bring in caregivers and people who are in the families because they're going through it with you as well. And, and they've probably, they may feel like they don't have a voice because they yeah. need to be strong for you. Well, awesome. I'll let you guys go to get to other people. Well, Brad, I, I love you, it. I appreciate you spending some time with will me. Will you keep in touch with me? You know how to get in touch with me. You got the book, obviously. But yeah, and I've, you and I have interact, interacted a couple of times on LinkedIn a couple of times. We'll, I'll reach out again. Please uh, do. Yeah, that's fantastic. I, I yeah. love what you're doing, and I think it's uh, it's important work. So this, and, is the kind, uh, this is the kind of stuff I love to see. Well, I, and I just say appreciate your work. I've uh, gone through the book a couple, couple of times. I appreciate because it it's a big book. And I know you got a... <laughs> I know you got another one coming out before too long. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I got, well, you know, and you know, I got this other one here, by the way, speaking of this, just yeah. uh, the, the, the templates book. I, I, I got that so, one around here. Somewhere oh, do you? Too. I was going to yeah. say it's, it's 99 cents on Kindle. So this may give you some ideas with some shorter, easier episodes. So it'll help you get that 25 going. Dave's got <laughs> it. Yeah. We got yeah. a motif. Going. Well, I appreciate it. Anybody out there who wants to interact with me, drbradmiller.com, uh, you know, in terms of if you have a, if you think you'd be a good guest or that kind of thing. So. All right. Brad, appreciate awesome. it, man. Thank you. Thanks, Brad. All right. Thanks, guys. Talk to you later. That was a lot. Of, uh, cancer and comedy. I'm like, that would, that, I love that. Here's why. Cause well, that, well, what if you spelled it with a K, though? Cancer no, with a K. No, no. No. Don't get cute. Because how are people, not that people are going to be searching for cancer and comedy, but I just love it. For me, that has the, wait, what? I want it like, I want to hear what yeah. that is kind of thing going on. Well, it's like my stuttering life when Pedro Pena wrote me yeah. and he says, Hey, I love your book. I said, wait a minute. It says stuttering here. How are you doing a podcast? Yeah. I listened immediately and it's, it's super inspiring. It's the last guy you would think would do it, but he he's doing it every single week. It's amazing. Yeah. And here's the other fun thing behind the scenes. The roadcaster is completely frozen. So that's uh that's a lot of fun. Um, but before we get to, we that got red shirt, Dave, that's it. Uh, Wendy and, uh, DR and Robert had some questions come in. We're going to hit those, but first, of course, I want to say, uh, if you'd like to support the show, it's super simple. Go over to askthepodcastcoach.com slash support, just like Craig did. Uh, Craig is a, he's the guy behind the website, uh, called live well and flourish. And if you haven't seen it, well, it looks like that. And uh, what's great about Craig, Craig doesn't want to make any money. Well, he, you know, he has money. And if you want to give him money, sure, he'll take it. But he's all about <laughs> just helping people live well and flourish. It's weird. There's no call to action at the end of his show. It's like, hey, if you like it, share it with a friend. But there's nothing like, buy my book, three That's easy payments. Call. That's a good call to action. Yeah, but he's a professor in uh, Louisiana, really nice guy. And uh, he's an Down awesome the bayou. Down in the bayou. And uh, uh, so thank you, Craig, for being an awesome supporter. I deeply appreciate that. Uh, and uh, Ask the Podcast Coach runs on PodPage. So if you want to try PodPage, and we were talking about Craig's site, check this out. I'll, I'll do it live. Uh, if I go to Craig's site, Live Well and Flourish, and add a slash follow, oh, the, the pressure of typing in front of people, uh, it automatically <laughs> takes you to a page 
where all of his follow links are. So if you want to try PodPage again, uh, check it out at trypodpage.com. And uh, Jim is not here. He's doing something for charity uh, where he's running up and down stairs for something, which is always <laughs> a good thing uh, for charity. If you miss Jim, you can find him over at Home Gadget Geeks. Go to uh, theaverageguy.tv. Uh, now, here's another fun. Speaking of Craig, if you want to join the School of Podcasting, here's a reason why. That's all those related podcasts we talked about. Yeah, and you, remember how I said the Roadcaster's frozen? It's really frozen. But uh, Craig was going to tell you about how awesome the community is over at the School of Podcasting. So if you want to podcast, but you don't want to do it alone, School of Podcasting. Well, you, I can go live on that, Dave, because I've right. been School of Podcasting for a million years. You and I, people don't know that we knew each other before podcasting. We'd known each yeah. other probably 20 years. And uh, you're the guy who got me into podcasting a couple months afterwards i said yeah i might be able to put this radio thing on the podcast because i saw what you were doing you you know exactly what you're doing it's a super cool community and uh what unfroze but uh anyway yeah school of podcasting is fantastic if you just want a community because i think sometimes finding like-minded people we're you can see i'm in a closet right now you feel like you're alone yeah and you don't get that instant feedback that you would with a live audience but school of podcasting you can get that instant feedback from dave jackson himself there you go thank you my friend uh, so yeah, if you'd like to be an awesome supporter, it's super simple. Ask the slash support. You also go get invites to, to, uh, group coaching and things like that. So thanks to, uh, everyone who's being an awesome supporter. And so we'll, we'll dive into some of these quite. Okay. Jay's got a question. Yeah. She says, if it shouldn't be about numbers, cause they were talking about how I don't even, I mean, I, I won't say I never look at my numbers, but I look at them once a week when I upload the new episode. And I go, is it more or less? Oh, it's more. That's cool. Oh, it's less. Hmm. Are you going okay. in the right direction? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and you can't count on making money quickly. Can you give guys some suggestions on what podcasters should focus on when it comes to success? Well, what is success based on? Success is based on um, giving your audience what they want. Is that too simple of an answer, Dave? What do you think? I would say impact. I want to see impact. Yeah. I think when we talk to somebody like Brad, that's super impact. He could have five people listening to that podcast, 10 people, but it's a ripple effect. And you're talking about families. You're reaching out one person or two, one person in a family, and it makes the family situation better and, and something that's really difficult. So I look at impact and it doesn't necessarily have to be a lot of people. That's why I don't worry about numbers. Yeah. With that and, said, it's great if you can reach a lot of folks. There's something called Dunbar's number, though, which is like 128, meaning that, you know, you were going to talk about small podcasting conferences. Maybe this is a great yeah. segue, Dave. I, I don't want to hijack other people waiting to call, but there becomes a time when you go to a podcasting conference when it's just too big yeah. and you, you, you don't connect. It's like a big unit. My university is 25,000 people. I didn't know all the people. Well, it's great for opportunities, but it, you know, I, you know, I had my group of friends and that was what I needed. Well, my question was every time I go to a small conference, it's like, like when I went to PodFest and, and look, the big PodFest was a load of fun. I'm not saying I hated the big one. I just always find it odd that when we're there, we always bring up the time when it was at the Ramada Inn next to the strip club. And apparently if it's in Tampa, everything's next to a strip club. Hell so yeah, it is. Uh, <laughs> All right, everybody come on over the dirty Dave's <laughs> it's candy coming to the stage we got two for one, the VIP. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I was like, well, if, if the little one was so cool, why don't we just do, cause the other thing that brought it up, I was talking to a guy at PodFest, and he's like, man, there's an $80 a day resort fee. Cause we're at this Hell yeah, giant hotel. Is. 
He's yeah. like, why don't we have them at smaller hotels that maybe don't have a resort fee? Take the 80 bucks that we're spending out, put it on the ticket, keep them small or not keep them small, but you know, uh, put that money in the ticket. So the promoter, the guy running it makes more money. And because it's not this giant resort with 4,000 people, it's 500 people maybe that can actually meet a majority of the people there. And I was like, that's a good question. So is it just because I, I imagine an event is just a huge amount of work and the thought of doing three a year would probably put somebody in the, the funny farm. I mean, you could do it. You probably wouldn't do three a year simply because if somebody's going to one of them, they're not going to necessarily go to the others. Sometimes it's better to have one event where you're not going to be in town for another year. And you know, it makes, it's just like a podcast. Uh, if I only knew I could catch you once a month, I'm going to make sure I get it and not say, Oh, I'll just catch him next week. But yeah, it, it costs a lot of money. I, I think you get into hotels. Uh, Cause I know with um like, especially during COVID, it was weird because when I think it was Jessica was doing she podcasting, you have to buy a block of, of hotels. And then you kind of, you know, your job is then to get enough people to buy tickets to fill those hotel rooms because rooms. you're, yeah, because you're paying for them, whether they're full or so, not. Yeah. So to give you the numbers, here's how it works. Uh, you're going to rent convention space. So let's say you want two or three ballrooms or something. They will say that the convention space is $30,000. Let's say that. But we're going to knock off each night that you sell. And you've got a number of nights. If you've got a five-day event, there's going to be four nights times 100 people. It's going to be 400 nights and they might knock off 10,000. So that's going to bring your bill down. Catering brings your bill down, any kind of room service. the Because right. the, the hotel business is, they're basically selling food, drinks, and they're selling rooms. And that's the only reason they've got that convention space there. So you are trying to sell rooms. But, um, you know, it's, it's, it's not that easy. Uh, sponsorship covers a, a lot of it. Truthfully, that's why you see a lot of the guys going for those more corporate events. Podcast movement is a great example of that. That's not for independent podcasters. And the reason it's not for independent podcasters is because independent podcasters are not buying big sponsorships. Yeah. You got $30,000, $50,000 sponsorships at a pop. That's what makes the numbers work, not necessarily ticket sales or the hotel rooms. Plus, that money is being covered by ACAST or something. You know, Lips, Lipson's pay. Right. How many, what, what is Lipson? How many hotel nights do they buy when they send a, a crew down there? A lot, more than yeah. one individual podcaster. Yeah. So I, I think you see a lot of people who are really playing to a different audience, not the podcasters themselves, but companies. And that's the reason you see the big events. It's just a different business than a small podcasting event. Yeah. Now, the small podcasting event, the problem is you got somebody who's maybe a new podcaster and they're like, well, I can learn it online for free. Yeah. Why am I going to pay hundred dollars for this? And you know, or they're they're working. They just don't have, you yeah. know, they have to take time off. They're not being paid to be there, and the company's not paying them for it. So that's one of the reasons. And COVID certainly put a wrench in the spokes. Yeah. Of uh, just planning. Like I was going to do some more podfecta events. I've done a couple one day events. I think you've been at both of them. Yeah. And uh, both of them in Nashville, and you know, they're learning experiences. I was pretty established once I was able to do it because I used to run a big conference myself, but. Um, well, I never thought about you know, that because my friend and I were talking about how when we were growing up, we would listen to an album over and over and over and over, and we knew every song and knew all the lyrics. And I said, it's weird because like I'm a fan of the band Striper. There's a bunch of bands I'm a fan of. I'll listen to their album like three times, and that's it because there's another one to take its place. Like Before we had the radio, 
or whatever yeah. you had in your you really appreciate what you had. Yeah. In your milk crate. You're like, well, right. I can turn on the radio and that's crap. Or I can listen to the Fleetwood Mac again. And so you did. Right. And that was the only thing. And that's when cassettes <laughs> came along. We're like, oh, I can make a mixtape and listen to my favorite stuff. So that makes sense. Cause if it's like, I'll just catch it the next one. Well, yeah, I mean, it is a lot of work to put together stuff because of the way corporate budgets are. So if I was going to come, I'm just going to continue to use Lipson. Or yeah. would you rather me use somebody else? But, oh, whoever. But, but if I go to Rob at Lipson, I said, look, I, I can't just keep going to him. He's planning his money like way out in advance because it's a big company. So he's got his budget for the year. And he said, well, I can't do it now. I can do it next quarter, next year, whatever. It, it just takes a long time. And it takes a, it's almost like building a podcast to build a big audience. If you think about how podcast movement started, it was a Patreon campaign. Yeah. Or, or something. Go fund me or something. Well, and it, it was based because of the New Media Expo had joined the, the guy that ran it, wanted to be part of NRB. So they, we did right. one year at NRB, it completely just splintered the community. It was an awful appearance, and everybody was like, yeah, I don't want to do this. We need our own conference. Well, and see, he was trying to make the numbers work, though, because what happened is something like, uh, it, it wasn't NRB, it was NAB. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Thank na you. Na nation it's National Religious Broadcasters, which is another big one. NAB yeah. is National Association, Association. of Bro Broadcasters. Yeah. Both of them huge, though. And the reason he was combining with them, because he also did something with Book Expo in, in yeah. New York City at Javits one time. You've got all this space, and they basically piecemealed it, said, like, you can rent a room. And he was able to make the numbers work because convention space is crazy expensive. Yeah. I just think it's very difficult to do a convention. And it's one of the things we call the heart attack curve is that people buy tickets at the last minute. You don't know if people are going to show. You've been in a band before, Dave. Yeah. You played those gigs to three people. Yeah. And that's, people are scared to do it. And that's why you see so much hype and, and the conventions never live up to the, the hype. That's right. why you see people like Podcast Movement doing dirty deals with people like Ben Shapiro. And I'm going to call, I'm going to call it out, man. They will take the money because they need to pay, they, they need money. Yeah. So they're going to do deals that end up biting them in the ass and are an embarrassment. And then everybody feels isolated because it's like, well, the independent people that put them on the map, they're feeling not heard. And yeah. the people, when they say I'm an open, inclusive conference, are we going too deep, Dave? No. They feel like they're not heard. And then you got the corporate people. They're saying, by God, we came in here and you're not supporting us. You took our money and then you're going to flip on us. So they found themselves in a huge predicament because of that. And then everybody's pissed at you. Yeah, that's so. I, 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 that was a, uh, a poop show. I'll keep it clean. Um, dude. Yeah. That um, was the, the worst possible thing that could have happened. Yeah. So to get back to, to her question, what do I focus on? Well, number one, like when Dave said, Hey, let's spell cancer with a K. I was like, Nope, that for me, I'm like, Nope, spell it the way your, your audience is going to search for it. Um, make sure, uh, please quit saying, find me wherever all podcasts are served send them to your website where you have, uh, you know, like Dave at the end of his show is called action. You, you need Apple. I got it there. You need uh, Google. I got it there. If you're a nerd and need RSS, I got it there. He, he explained, he's sending people to bigpodcast.com and he's making it super easy to follow. Do not say, go find me because that number one means you're lost. And number two, uh, <laughs> search in podcast apps is horrible. Now Apple has made improvements, but it's still not great. So just make it easy to to find. It can also you change at any time, like yeah. Google. Like what I actually do is I say I've got a an Android button. Android. So if right. you're on Android, I've got a button for you. And and right now it is Google. But if Google decides to drop everything, which they yeah. do sometimes, 
I'll just so that, send that over to Spotify. And then I would just, my call to action would be tell a friend, you know, if you're trying to get the numbers up, uh, slowly, confidently, easy for me to say, slowly, confidently, specifically ask your audience to share this with a friend. That's what I'd be focused on because that'll get your numbers up. You know, we started slowly. the podcast though, like talking about what does it mean to be successful? And I think people yeah. really, that sounds, it's almost like the, you, you need a big, hairy, audacious goal, Dave. You need to know why. Yeah. There's a reason that that's there because it really is helpful. But what does it mean for you to be successful? And is it money? Well, if it's money, then you know what you need to do. If right. it's impact, then you know what you need to do as long as you know what the impact is. If you just want to reach people and have a community, then you know what you need to do. So I, I think that that's probably the the litmus test. And then once you have this segment, the scrape things that we were talking about, then you can figure out like with with Brad, he's got cancer. So you can go to any kind of cancer support groups and he's got comedy. And they can talk about like, oh, this is a new way to approach comedy. It's taking very serious issues. And even if you don't have cancer, that's not affecting you. You yeah. can find it interesting because it's like, how do you deal with tough topics in comedy maybe? Yeah. Because every, everybody's affected by cancer though. And, yeah. that's, and, that, and that's where I think that uh, branching out is good. But you start basically the people who need this stuff now and then it starts to branch out. That's where I would, or how I would do it. And yeah, I mean, that's a heavy A on the scrape, right? The antithesis, you know, comedy and cancer, like that, that is a zag when everybody else is, you know, we go. Well, some people are going to be offended by it. Yeah, some yeah, people, yeah. but you already said it. Some people are offended. I just mentioned a comment about Ben Shapiro and somebody probably, oh, by God, you're not supporting free speech. Okay, whatever. Yeah, you're right. I, I'm not. But, <laughs> <laughs> and that's, and that's going to be divisive to some people. Yeah, that's, so that's just that that's the nature of it. Yeah, the person that starts a political show and then says, Man, half my audience hates me. I'm like, You're doing a political show. Yes. Come on. How now, many people kids. listen to Rush Limbaugh just to hate listened? Yeah. That was, uh, I always just wanted to hear him say one thing, one thing bad about the Republicans. Just one, just a hint. That's why no. I like, that's why I like Bill Maher right now. Bill Maher's taking shots at both sides. I'm like, There we go. Dude, let me tell I you how what a badass Rush Limbaugh was because mm. people would call in and they would say something that, that, Right, was maybe not anti-Republican. He's like, no, no, no. Whoa, whoa, what, a, what I think you mean is, he would change it, and they go, oh, you, you know, you're right, Rush. You're right. He would change <laughs> them right there on the call. Well, you mentioned one of your goals might be making money. Um, Wendy also asked, do you remember my Jillian Michaels podcast? What was that experience like niching down that much? It was simple. I number one, I was a big fan of hers, and she quit doing a podcast. And so when I googled Jillian Michaels. I saw multiple websites saying, hey, where did Jillian Michaels podcast go? And I was like, you know what? Give the people what they want. Right here. So I started a Jillian Michaels podcast because Jillian, God bless her, put her name on everything and had an affiliate program. <laughs> and so my favorite thing about it was she put out a new book and it was the first time she had uh, done. She read her own book and Audible would give me 15 bucks for every new customer. And that affiliate check was $1,000. And I was like, God bless you, Jillian Michaels. I love you so much. It was cool. And then, unfortunately, she quit The Biggest Loser and came back and started doing her podcast again. So would you like to hear some weird, you know, old white guy in Ohio talking about Jillian Michaels? Because I basically just stalked her. I'm like, oh, she's doing this. She's working on that. You know, here's one of my favorite quotes from her. It was a fan cast. And um, Th those fan casts are really popular, though. You look at like yeah. Rob Sesterino, who does yeah. Rob has a podcast, anything about reality television or competition television. 
if you can leverage something that's already in existence and in a way something like cancer is unfortunately it's yeah. it's a it already has momentum but you have a built-in audience it's a huge thing the issue is i think is like do you want to stake your claim on that and be like that guy who's doing other people's lines or that guy who's doing whatever eventually I, I think that that ends like you're talking about and depending on what jillian decides to do school of podcasting you don't have that school of podcasting can't be canceled or it's it goes away when you decide that it wants to go away you decide you decide when it's time to end school of podcasting oh yeah as absolutely to, if you were doing like the better call Saul fan yeah. cast and yep. once the series is over well, what are you going to do? So it's something to think about when we're talking about making impact and what is successful. What do you want your success to be? Do you want to have lasting impact? You have something like Brad. People can go through that stuff as they're going through cancer years from now. And yeah. that's what he's leaving. Even if he doesn't make it to where his granddaughters are, are 20 years old and he watches them grow up, that is still impactful. So I think that's something for podcasters to get real clear on. We have an opportunity. And if you want to go for the the easy wins of just trolling people and, and hate or uh, yeah. celebrity or whatever there's a bunch of them and not, it's not just right-wing stuff that's yeah. an opportunity but it's you know you live by the sword you die by the sword that's it i mentioned the chat dr had said can we also talk about social proof we say rate and reviews don't help downloads uh and they don't mean anything well i wouldn't say they don't mean anything uh but in so terms good for of social proof yeah they're good for social proof but isn't social proof important and i said it is for sponsors and that's the one time i've heard where people were really glad that they had a lot of ratings and reviews because the sponsor was like, well, how engaged is your audience? And they're like, look, I have 157 five-star reviews. That's the one thing I've seen when I was like, oh, that's a good example of one or reviews good. That's um, the reason why being on iHeartRadio would be good too. Yeah. Because you can say, yeah, I'm on iHeart. Oh, I've heard of iHeart. Yeah. They, they don't know what Stitcher is, but they that know always, iHeart. That always blows my mind because you can say, I'm on iHeart, I'm on Audible, I'm on Amazon. Right. I'm on CBS radio, which is uh, Odyssey. You know, there's all sorts of stuff you can do. Right. And yeah, granted. Who cares? Who listens on Odyssey? Right. Exactly. Yeah, we know. You and I know. But but sponsors, that's, that makes them feel like it's a big deal. Yeah. And then the other question we had from the chat came from Robert. He wants to know, is there a better time to post your podcast day of the week and time of day? Dave, you want to take a swing at this one first? I'd say it depends on your audience. If you yeah. think about a, a club, for example, clubs will often have nights like service nights. So people who work in clubs, if they want to go out, uh, like a restaurant or something will be shut down on a Monday or maybe a Sunday. Clubs would be open just for service industry nights. That's great for them. Everybody else is going out Friday and Saturday. So think about that with your audience. If you're somebody who works third shift, well, maybe they need something to listen to on the third shift. Uh, Dave comes out Monday morning. It's actually late Sunday night for me. I know that, but it, it wouldn't matter. I'd listen to him regardless because I'm time shifting. That's one of the great things. So, so I'm going to say no, but maybe, which yeah, is I, not a great answer, maybe. Well, I, I know, oh, I think it's Dan from, I always say Pacific Content, but he doesn't work there anymore. Uh, Bumper, I think is the company he's not working for. Does a lot of like grabs the Apple API and makes all sorts of charts and stuff. And I think he said, like, Tuesday is now the best day because Monday, everybody launches on Monday and you get lost in this giant tsunami of new episodes. But in the end, it kind of depends on your content. So if you're, like, doing the local Poughkeepsie show and you want to let people know what's coming up on the weekend, well, then maybe Wednesday is a good day to do that because Friday's too late. They're already out on the town. 
I think that's yeah. part of it. Uh, if it's a TV show podcast, we're talking about fan cast. You probably want to come out the day after the episode was there. But all in all, I think a lot of people, and I mean white knuckle, like, hey, I release at 12.01 and 36 one-hundredths of a second on Tuesday nights. Why isn't my podcast in Apple? And you're like, easy, easy. It's like it's time shifted. I have, I'm listening to shows from like seven days ago. Uh, I one podcast I listened to, I listened to something from I think it was December. So you know, you have your super fans that are going to listen the minute it comes out, but there are a lot of your audience. Uh, 60% of my downloads for the school of podcasting come from things that weren't released in the current month. So we're in February, 60% of my downloads are not from February episodes listened in February, they're checking out the back catalog. So it, it um, does depend. I mean, it really depends when your people are online. I think podcasting is a little bit different than social media, but. I always think of, you know, Branson, Missouri, Dave, Yeah, where it's basically like Vegas without the hookers and gambling yeah. or where all old uh, performers go to. If you can't get well, a gig in Vegas, Vegas, you go to. Sure. And and that's a great example because, you know, when the show started in Branson, this is the God's honest truth. It's hard to believe. 7 a.m. You can wow. go to a show at 7 a.m. I mean, it's no. like, yeah, crazy. <laughs> like a Neil Diamond impersonator. <laughs> they got the Statler brothers up there, whatever. I, Neil I'm Diamond, in bed, seven in the okay? morning. But that audience likes it. And I think with your audience, I think it just depends. So you might want to ask. I think Tuesday well, can be good. Monday is sometimes hectic. Yeah. And one of the things that happens if you're releasing on Monday and everything is hectic, it would get pushed back in the feed. Yeah. So knowing that maybe Tuesday would be better, you can experiment with it. But in the end, it's probably for somebody who really loves your show, not that much of a difference. Yeah. I always say, figure out what works for your life. So if like, hey, like, when I was married, uh, Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays were my podcast days. So, you know, if I wanted to come out on Wednesday because I did all my work on Tuesday, well, then it's coming out on Wednesday. And I would say, if you can figure out what your schedule is and you do that, we're talking earlier about doing those 25 episodes. Now you know how much time it takes to do an episode. Now pick your schedule instead of I'm going to do a daily show and try to squeeze my life around it. No do a bunch of episodes and then figure out how much of that podcast you can squeeze into your life. Uh, and if you can come up with a consistent schedule, then you become part of their routine. That's to me, the important part. Well, right. And that's the issue for the 25 that I was talking about earlier. Like if I've heard three or four of Dave's episodes and I start to really get connected to him as a person and to his content, then I'm going to continue. I'll follow him wherever if I like this stuff. Yeah. And, and that's what, that that's what I've seen. And the other thing that I will say that I don't think anybody's talked about is that, eventually you kind of burn out and it's like, oh, it's the same old thing and people move forward. So there is a, we're sort of like cigarette companies in that way is that you're trying to get new customers and then our customers are dying out. But if you can continue to be engaging by maybe bringing the audience in, there, we can talk about that if you want to, Dave. I know we're kind of run low on the, the clock here, but. Oh, uh, go ahead. You know, um, no, we're I'm, good. If you want to throw that out. Well, I was just going to say like any, any time you can bring your audience into the conversation and we talked about social proof. Yeah. Having reviews is one of those things, but one of the things that Dave does with the question of the week that also gets people engaged is a question of the month. Dave. It's a question you know, of the month. And, and that's exactly goes back to the thing we were talking about live events. It's like, you don't want to do a question of the week because people just, oh. you know, you make it more of an event, but you can hear the other audience. You can feel the audience getting connected to each other. That's it. You can do what they call twinning. And this happens in reviews as well, where if I have um, a, a guy who's like me and I had a 
similar problem to the guy that whatever he bought the review fixed you know it was like i was really hungry and i decided to eat these tasty cheerios oh man i'm really hungry too that guy's just like me so people are twinning in that kind of stuff and they're going to do it with your question of the week but different segments are really great dave yeah you, you know we talked about the demo derby in music business radio which yeah. is an example uh, did you do the demo derby when you were I think I did, if I remember right. Demo Derby was, we needed something to bring the uh, public audience in because radio was telling us it was too specialized, speaking of a niche podcast uh, or niche radio show. And we said, okay, we've got something that's sort of like American Idol. People send in demos. We're going to play them for our guests and then we're going to review music live on the air. Maybe they'll get lucky or be exposed or something like that. And that was a segment that we did find that people would tune in early for. You know, they would come into the next show, but they'd tune in to us later in our show, but earlier in the next show. Anyway. And later somebody took that idea and called it the podcast rodeo show. Oh, is that, that's not where you got it though. Partly. Yeah. Oh, was it? Yeah. I was like, <laughs> as I was putting it together, that definitely crossed my mind. Yeah. I'm like, cause I know it's always like, especially if people were like honest about it, like, ah, eh, you know what I mean? There's way too much bass in this song or I don't know. I can't understand. And you know, I was like, oh, that's, that's interesting. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's it's, uh, that's a fun show. It's funny uh, though, and this is maybe a good way to end it up. You talk about the evolution of a show. We've ended up not doing that for several years now. I think it's because you know one of the reasons I had that was because I wasn't comfortable interviewing people for an entire hour. Uh, I thought we had four segments, they're each about twelve minutes each. I said, oh god, what am I gonna? I, maybe I can do three, three, and then I can, you know, kill this last one. If I can only get through three, I'll, I'll be good. And then once I became a better interviewer and I got more comfortable with that, we didn't need it. And there, there were some other issues that sometimes it, it, it could offend people if you didn't like their stuff. And yeah, you, well, that it, was my it, whole thing. I've, I've, yeah. I've, I've almost stopped that show multiple times because I want to be seen as this helpful teacher. And here I am going, well, you know, so I've, I've kind of over the last probably six months created a kinder, gentler version of the podcast rodeo show where I'm always like, here's how you can fix it. Not just, you know, cause really if somebody says your audio, you know, your audio sucks okay, how do you fix that? So I always try to be super specific. There's too much room noise. I can hear your air conditioner. It's distracting. You know, so I try to be a little more constructive than... Sure. You know, and and give I, us, you could give a solution for that too, rather than be like, this sucks or what I call punching down. Right. Yeah, that's not helpful. Where, where you found, like, it's one thing for us to make fun of Joe Rogan or Ben Shapiro, right? but we're not going to do that to an independent person. It's not, that's not helpful to this audience. And we wouldn't do it anyway. Yeah. Stepping back one second, back into this conversation, Brad points out that Podchaser put out an article a few weeks ago. According to them, Monday through Friday are all nearly identical in downloads, and Saturdays is the worst. So one last question here as we get ready to wrap up. Buckeye Zach had asked, what's a good software to edit video uh, and post-production recording? I used Camtasia. Last, yesterday, I used Descript. Descript is pretty cool. They've got a lot of features, they really need some documentation and they put out a webinar, a Descript 101, and I was watching it, but unfortunately that guy has the curse of knowledge like nobody's business and is just clicking away and not, they don't explain why I use this. Like, when do I use this and why would I use it? And then they have a guy that's like, oh, wow, this is really cool. <laughs> like 15 clicks in a second. Look, it's so cool. And you're like, wait, hold on. I got to go back to YouTube. I'm hitting, the, I'm hitting the back 15 seconds a lot on that. And they need to take that that webinar and dice it into to stuff. So Descript is pretty cool. I'm, I'm definitely liking it more, but 
the learning what about curve. the jump cuts though dave see that drives me crazy oh that's the, what all the cool kids are doing no that's because the cool kids can't put together a sentence or two <laughs> it that's the one thing that i will say about any kind of text editing thing it doesn't allow allow an episode to breathe the pauses it, it maybe it's getting better but you'll find people if you look at the waveform of your words you will see you are probably slurring words together without knowing it oh absolutely just yeah. script sucks <laughs> when it yeah. comes to making those edits it is not making a clean edit and it's even worse in video because you're like, yeah. It's almost like you see Dave kind of being jumpy here because his roadcaster sometimes is freezing up. You're going to have that 8,000 times a minute <laughs> with a descript edit. Well, the, so I, I would say that if you're going to do that, put in um, still images or something every time you make a cut or do something so people aren't noticing the jerkiness. Yeah. And the last thing I want to ask you is I know you are working on a new book. Yeah, we're um, not going to talk about that. We're not going to talk about that. <laughs> no, I mean... It, <laughs> you get into a book and I thought it was going to be easy. It's a launch plan. It was actually yeah. a plan, a planner at first. And I was like, Oh, this is just a blank book. And I'm just going to let you fill it out, but I'll give you the format to fill out. It ended up being a much bigger project than I thought. So it is coming. All right, cool. But I'm already, I've got about 200 pages in the, the document already. So it's going to be massive. It's going to be just like that black and white book that Brad held up. I'm not known for brevity. And it, man, um, yeah. the, the beautiful thing, when you buy a David Hooper book, you know, it's, it's, look at these bad boys. So I should have these by my nightstand. You should. So if somebody breaks in the middle of the night, you're just like, huh, and so, you, know, you get one of these right to the temple, you're going down. Well, well, let me give you the story behind the 101 episode templates. That was actually the remnants up from the, the big podcast book. Oh, there you go. That's how big that book would have been. It, oh, it, Here's your here's your book. I got it in a wheelbarrow but, for you. Well, this is this is maybe a great way to end it. So you know, I've, I've talked here about having a career in the music industry, and when I decided what I was going to do next, which is still audience building, but it's in a different way. I knew I had to come up with something with gravitas, and it's like I'm not going to write a small book. I'm going to write a big book, and I wanted to really say like, boom, slam that thing on the table and say I am here. I've arrived for podcasting, and you can do the same thing with your podcast. It just it takes time. I mean, it takes a lot of time. Yeah. And uh, in the grand scheme of things, it's not that much time. Like five years, you're, the, the time's going to pass anyway. So we might as well be here three to five years and have you doing it. But you've got to start now. And it's getting clear on this scrape, uh, which I'm happy. Dave, I can scan this if you want to. Uh, we can put this up on the School of Podcasting or something and we scan these notes. Nice. I mean, it's, from, it's from the book, but I'll just go ahead and take a picture of the episode notes from today. Yeah. The real, the real episode notes, if you want to scan them and and put them somewhere. Absolutely. And I just realized there's one more question I want to ask you about, and it's what you're using for your podcast. I can't remember the name of the service. It was an AppSumo thing. You're using a tool to build your website. When I go to oh, Big Superpass? Superpass. What are your thoughts on Superpass? Oh, man. Um, Sorry to, to blindside you. No, okay, so if you want to go see it, it's podcast.bigpodcast.com. Yeah. And I'll, I'll tell you why it's, it's because Lipson is a hosting company and there was a built-in Lipson site that is not very good. I was like, it's Ooh, I need very it's, simple. It's, and... it's, it's, but they were going to change it. And I didn't like the new format. It seemed like it was up in the air. I saw SuperPass on is actually AppSumo deal. Like you're right. Yeah. SuperPass is trying to have a membership element. I think for a basic site, it's been fantastic. I can't say anything for paid content, but they work with a band I know called Imogen Heap. Hmm. If you know her and Imogen is selling her stuff. Um, I think Chris from Podfest was using Superpass. Yeah. 
but I, I haven't really used it more than a basic site. And it was fine. I think PodPage is excellent. I've, I've talked to PodPage. They're great. You know yeah. who else is doing, speaking of independent conferences, Pod Inbox yeah. could work as your, your home site. You just need a page. The God's honest truth is that most people who listen to podcasts aren't going to your, to website. your webpage, but yeah. you need something. And yeah. it doesn't really matter what you use. You can use the built-in page at Lipson. I just didn't, I was ready to move on. I, I mean, for one, I don't like being tied to a host if I ever want to leave Lipson. Yep. But I've been using them for close to 20 years. So there you <laughs> probably, go. Probably not happening. Well, the good news is the roadcaster has unfrozen and I can now start to play our exit music because I was Fantastic. trying to figure out how are we going to end this with no exit music. Yeah. Here. But uh, Dave, thank you for uh, coming on the it's show. It's always fun. Uh, big shoes to fill. I love, I think you and Jim are the perfect co-host for each other. Thank you. Yeah. He'll be back next week. And uh, if you're like, well, but but Dave, Dave well, okay, go bigpodcast.com is where you can find Dave. Uh, I definitely recommend his show. Uh, it's always fun to listen to. And you can find me at the School of Podcasting. Don't forget about our good friends, Mark over at podcastbranding.co and Dan at uh, based on a true story podcast.com. And we will be back next Saturday at 1030 Eastern Standard Time. Just go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash live. And if you're listening to this later and like, oh, I can never make the live thing. If you go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash ask, speaking of pod inbox, you'll see there's a pod inbox right there and you can record your question and we will use it next week. So and he's got a small podcasting conference coming up in Portland. He does. And Tanner Campbell has been announced as one of the speakers. I, I can't remember if I applied to speak or not, but I would love to go because Portland's a great town and uh, Pat's a good guy. Uh, are you going Pat's to that? Do you think you're going? That's too far away from me, man. It's like, yeah, take me all day to get there. Yeah. It's uh, it's a fun time though. So, but anyway, oh, it's thanks great for, yeah. So um, thanks again. This is a fun thing, Dave. I have another probably good 10 seconds where I have to just riff here now and we could all dance. I guess we could do that. We could have a dance. No, you're good on the mic, man. Go for it. <laughs> that, that used to terrify me, but this is a good reason to have. That's it. Well, also logging skills. I definitely want to thank Craig from livewellandflourish.com for uh, the kind words he said that did not work because the roadcaster was frozen. And thanks to Dave <laughs> for the impromptu uh, testimonial. So we'll see you next week. Ask the podcast coach. Thanks so much. We'll see you again real soon. See you soon. Mm-hmm.